Hello and welcome to the Meta Spiritual Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Madison. In this podcast, I weave spirituality with the latest metaverse, NFT, and Web3 cultural trends. I'll be speaking with writers, artists, musicians, creators, founders, visionaries, and leaders who are building a conscious Web3. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Tori Madison with the Meta Spiritual Podcast, and I am here in London a few days after the NFT conference, the NFT London conference, and I am with my friend Diane. And Diane is an architect and software engineer who is also very, very passionate about the decentralized web. Thank you very much for hosting me. Yes, and we are at Dean Street Townhouse in Soho. It's very lovely. I, I wanted to talk just kind of get your perspective about the NFTs and spirituality and, mm. and what does an NFT represent to you? Yeah, so I'm both involved and passionate about NFT and spirituality. So yeah, I have my spirituality journey and I'm a builder in the decentralized web. So naturally, I'm bringing them up together. So yeah, in terms of... Uh, NFT, it's really important, in my opinion, to take a step back about what is NFT. Because everyone speaks about NFT and um, yeah, we have a lot of definitions for NFT. But for me, a simple and straightforward definition of, of NFT is that a non-fungible token is essentially, is basically a record of ownership in a decentralized ledger. Mm -hmm. that is enabled by smart contracts. Mm -hmm. This piece of code implements some business logic and records some data mm -hmm. that enable to create any kind of use case in terms of ownership. Any type of use case yeah. in terms of ownership. So this is powerful. Mm -hmm. And this, um, this piece of code, NFT, is driving people a little bit crazy but for the best and the worst I, I would say and that's where I want to link NFT and spirituality spirituality in the sense of the nature of humans what we are concretely mm -hmm. so we were born without any possession, no ownership and we will die without any possession at all Mm -hmm. Still, from cradle to grave, we have plenty of possessions. I would say the illusion of possession, because it's all about ego, what we are, uh, what we have. It's all about this. So why we have all this possession throughout our life? This is a question I, I, I ask myself and I try to answer. And I think that... The best possessions are really important for living in society um, in harmony because we all create value, we all inherit from some value, from goods and so on. So this notion of ownership helps to protect individuals in the society, to don't be robbed, to, don't be, uh, to protect the values that they have. But yeah. You have, anyway, some 
um, yeah, stealing, robbing, and so on. And this is trying to solve this problem. So if I have a pen, for example, I own it, but what proves that I own it? Maybe uh, the bill, maybe that the only fact that is in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some very sp- valuable goods like an house, like um, a piece of art, you need to have a ledger that uh, will prove that you, um, what identify you, you are the owner of this, uh, of this goods, of this uh, asset. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, basically, um, we need it. Uh, if someone takes you out, um, yeah, you have, there is a proof in the ledger. So the, the uh, land uh, registry, for example, the cadastre, as we say in France, uh, that record everything. And now with the blockchain, we have the possibility to have a trustless ledger. So this is quite powerful because you have no intermediaries. And one thing that really um, brings me in, in the Web3 is all the totalitarism, all the, 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 the entities that take advantage of their population or any kind of big companies that take advantage of yeah, the data about oh, um, right. everything, yeah, the data. all the, that. Okay. So mm-hmm. having your key, your private key, that is the, the key to your um, assets is really powerful. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think this is a basis. So you have your possessions, it's help living more in harmony in society. And you have an infinite ca- um, possibility of use cases. So, yeah, today we have a lot of collectibles. I think collectibles... NFT it's, collectibles. Yeah, NFT collectibles. It's a really um, fit for purpose. So NFT is a fit for purpose uh, use case with, with collectibles. So it's fit perfectly. Um, it's just one use case. And it's more about entertainment. It's a... Yeah. So for me, it's a very good proof of concept of um, NFT. Mm-hmm. So you build NFT with some standard, ERC721, ERC1155, that are the standard we, we, uh, from which you implement uh, NFT. So um, you, um, with, uh, with this uh, ability to have... Um, the um, the uh, the implementation of collectible uh, test the standard with interoperability with lot of uh, volume and so on and this is the first use case but you have infinite use case so you have memberships that came up you have ticketing right, memberships are really yeah. popular in this space it's really popular and they mixed a lit- yeah a lot of uh, uh, collectibles use case uh, projects mix it. Uh, membership and mm-hmm. uh, collectibles. That's true, yeah. But mm-hmm. imagine all the uh, possessions that we have in life today. Even identity is a possession. So having your sovereign identity where you can control your data and decide who will access to it is powerful. Mm-hmm. You can have this for real estate. You can have this uh, for ticketing. You can have this um, for an infinite uh, number of, of use cases. So, um, there is this ultra-financialized um, um, way that NFT are taking right now. 
but now we, we go also on less financialized with non-tradable, non-transferable token that we call, that they are called Solvent token now with the Vitalik Buterin the paper. Tokens. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so on. So it's, I think this is bringing a different kind of aspect uh, in human uh, way of acting. So if we focus on, yeah, all this tradable um, NFT. Um, so this is um, possessions. So uh, from, in my opinion, it's illusion of possession. Uh, but they have utility. A lot of some have, doesn't have utility. But yeah, they have an utility. And actually, the value of an NFT is bound to the ecosystem that is bring brought out uh, by the the ones that issue the the smart contract, the the collection, because it creates a, a universe around this NFT. Look at Border Biotech Cup. They create a universe. I can copy past the smart contract, but I'm not issuing the smart contract, so the value is not here because um, it's not uh, it's not uh, my creation. It's not I'm not um, uh, legitimate to to do this. So it depends who issues the smart contract. You who issue the ledger, and you can read the code. And depending on the code, you can have a really decentralized way of having this collection, and this brings more and more value. Um, so people. Um, we, in general, have um, naturally we, we, we have some craving in life, and mm -hmm. we think that we, for example, the possession is the object of craving, so the asset. So here I'm speaking about NFT, having a doodle, having uh, a board ape, having a crypto punk. You can, at the, you can, and I see it lot of desire that is uh, that is coming from from from, from this NFT, hmm. and so desires to collect the NFTs. Exactly, People have that exactly, desire. exactly. Mm -hmm. And one illusion that we have is that this desire is coming from the object of desire, so the NFT. But my opinion, in my opinion, the desire come up from the sensation that create the possession of the NFT. And in human life, in general, we are looking, running for this good sensation. Whatever it is, it can be a relationship, it can be a possession, it can be a, a social position. We are not um, craving about this, we are craving about the sensations that this uh, brings up to, to, mm. to our experience. And it's, this is the same about NFT. Um, so this create um, this can create um, some uh, craving of having an NFT but once you have it you have the sensation that is pleasant and so on and at some point it will vanish and you will want another NFT and another again mm -hmm. and this it, it can be risky because this could uh, bring up this 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 uh, tendency of human um, yeah, out of, of our experience. Yeah, so kind of mm. like going outside of ourselves yeah. to seek answers, yeah. to alleviate the discomfort, mm. to have a certain type of feeling, to feel a certain type of way, mm. to be part of a, a club, you know, you know yeah. to, to try to like... Yeah have a, a you know in some in some ways just it's it does go back to our identity right it's just um mm. to have some sort of i something to identify with it's like mm. oh i have 
I have, I'm part of this NFT collection, so I can identify with this, and I can go to these events, and I can meet these people. And so, mm. so yeah, I mean, it all does, in my opinion, come back to that I identity piece um, that, that you were mentioning. So. That, I would say, is not bad in um, absolute... What is bad is the um, yeah to to be so attached to this desire mm -hmm. that it bring up craving you can desire a thing like we are we are um um human are creature of desire and there is no problem with it but the problem i think is the attachment of this desire mm -hmm. and if you don't have something you suffer you suffer um yeah actually you suffer because the sensations that you project or that you have ever lived in your life is something that will make you feel exist and that will mm. push you to, 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 to run about more and more and more. Right. Yeah. So what are some tools and techniques that you use in order to release attachment? Yeah. So, yeah, I have my personal experience <laughs> and my personal journey. So it's really, yeah, up to me. Mm -hmm. um, so, for um, being free for from attachment, since as I said, it's about the sensation and so on. So, yeah, meditation mm -hmm. about feeling your sensation from yeah all the body uh, um, having the flow of sensation of all your body that you feel and that you listen like carefully. So feeling now, for example, you can feel the sensation in your finger. You feel that is, it's totally different for each person, but mm -hmm. it's really personal and there is no good or bad kind of sensation. Mm -hmm. You can feel some little vibration, little yeah, tickling, for example, but you can feel something. And if you do the exercise in all your body, you scan all the parts of your body and what is key in this meditation is when you feel all the sensation you you start everywhere you want but you try to go over all you your sensation from top to to bottom bottom to top of your body for example you listen and sometimes you have very good sensation like a flow of of sensation of energies of good feelings and what is good is to listen it with without any attachment without any equanimity without any, sorry, about, um, yeah, any craving, actually. Mm -hmm. You just mm -hmm. listen as um, someone that have, um, like a doctor that scan his patient. If his patient has some pain or some good sensation, you don't, um, you are not attached to, to it. It's just um, a fact. Oh, okay, yeah. so more of like an observation. Yeah, an observation. So you're observing the body, you're yeah. observing the, the yeah. sensations, and, and you know, yeah, you're you're right. If you get really still and really quiet, then you can you know feel feel parts of your body. Yeah. One technique that I really like is yoga nidra. Have okay. you ever done yoga no. nidra? Well, it's really interesting. Pre-pandemic, I was going to yoga like three to four times a week. There was a yoga studio that was open right across from my house. And it was a newer practice to me, but I just really fell in love with it. I fell in love mm. with the ability to really connect my mind to my body. And, you know, and I there was 
and some of the positions were really challenging mm. and, you know, sweating profusely, but there's, there's no other place that my mind could be except in that exact moment, feeling into every single sensation within my body there. So it demanded presence. Like it demanded this powerful yeah. sense of presence for me. And I love to double up on the yoga classes. So I would mm. go to one at maybe like six. That was an hour and a half. And then I would stay for the the restorative yoga classes. And really I love the restorative ones because they I just would stretch my body. They, they were the most relaxing for me. And then within the restorative classes, there's even... I had a teacher. She would do maybe 20 minutes of yoga nidra. But it's like where you, you, you count each finger so you know you're you're laying there um and she just walks you through a meditation but you're just bringing attention to every single finger to then into your wrist then to your elbows and then into you know just but you just go through through every part of the body and for me i mean after that class i was so relaxed and i was just ready to go to bed yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a beautiful practice. And, and even in that, I was able to get into a very deep meditative state, mm. like almost these trances where I would just go places in my mind. It was like I was present and I could hear the teacher talking and leading yeah. the meditations. But I was in this other world where I just mm. was really, it was just kind of, you know, of course, in my own thoughts. But then I got to a place where it was very blissful. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of class and the teacher would be like, okay, now come back into your body. And there were times yeah. where I would be like, I don't want to. You I didn't like want to, yeah. I like this place in my mind that I created. Yeah. Like, I don't want to come back. I don't want to come mm. back to, to the daily life thing. So that and was my experience. It's beautiful that. experience. And this is the point, actually. When you have beautiful experience, beautiful sensation, you get attached to it. So you don't want <laughs> to leave it <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I yeah. So, so whatever is good sensation or bad sensation, it's about... Uh, just observing, as you said, yeah. with, uh, as we called equanimity. So equanimity means without any uh, attachment. So if you have bad sensation, you just listen to, to your feelings. And as a doctor, as I said, you observe it. It's okay, it's coming like this and so on. And during you, you, the objective is not to have a big pain, but it's just to, to be able to have another dimension of the sensation. Because when you um, have your mind that say, oh, I'm going to break my arm if I stay in this position, oh, it's so painful, maybe I will have some problem, the suffering is really coming. So the pain is, multi is uh, 10x. So <laughs> really, like the price of uh, if sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah so the point is just to be um, in uh, equanimous experience whatever is a positive or, or negative experience and then it helps to accept everything and in life sometimes you, you, you don't have choice you have difficult experience where you, you have pain and yeah, yeah there is nothing to, 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 to do with it so just accept it mm -hmm. observe it And this is taking a totally different uh, um, dimension. And it's mm -hmm. the same with positive sensation. So, yeah. This Beautiful. Is Thank you so much for your insights. Thank you so much for expressing your ideas. And it's been wonderful to get to know you more. And um, I look forward to seeing you at the next conference. Maybe we can do the, the meditation room together. So it, thank you so much. I would love to. It was <laughs> a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Meta Spiritual Podcast. I'm Tori Madison, your host. 
I'm a researcher, writer, and publicist in the Web3 space. I work with conscious Web2 brands to help them transition into Web3. I help with community building, PR, marketing, business development, visibility, and exposure. So I'd love the opportunity to work with you if you're building a conscious project in the Web3 space. You can find me over at LinkedIn at Tori Madison, T-O-R-I-M-A-D-I-S-O-N. Thanks, guys.